السلام علیکم رحمۃ اللہ forum is now reaching its conclusion and I am confident that it will be have proved extremely beneficial. I expect that you will have discussed various administrative matters as well as other issues that arise from time to time. Through your mutual discussions and interactive sessions, hopefully you will have learned a great deal and gained new ideas and perspectives. <clears throat> Furthermore, I'm sure that the central office bearers will have raised certain issues that they have had to contend with and hopefully plans will have been made to resolve them in the best way <clears throat> as has been mentioned in the report. Similarly, regional or local office bearers will have had an opportunity to voice their issues or concerns and hopefully they too will have been resolved. Additionally, you will have had the opportunity to share some of your positive experiences and successes for others to benefit and learn from. <clears throat> Nevertheless, you must always remember that Jamaatwar can never prove blessed unless it is conducted solely for the sake of attaining the pleasure of Allah. 
the Almighty and is based upon Taqwa. <clears throat> In terms of our religious duties, nothing can be achieved without Taqwa. And if office bearers fail to achieve anything, how then can they set an example for others to follow? How can they hope to influence others if they themselves are failing in their basic duties and tasks? Therefore, always remember that you can only positively influence other people if you are yourself a role model and example for them to follow. As office bearers, it falls upon you to hold aloft the light of taqwa to guide others through the dark. And for you to illuminate the path of others in this way, it is necessary that your own conduct is exemplary and according to the teachings and principles of Islam. Whether elected or appointed, or indeed if they have presented themselves for the service of the Jamaat, our office bearers must forever seek to live their lives according to the commandments of Allah, the Almighty, and the teachings of the Holy Prophet as I have said already, taqwa should underpin every effort made by office bearers. And so, naturally, the question arises, what is taqwa? What does it mean? And what does it require? <clears throat> The Prophet Muhammad has explained this by saying that taqwa is to save oneself from all forms of wrongdoing. It does not mean a person only abstain from huge evils or sins. Rather, it is to avoid uh, even the most minor sins and transgressions. Furthermore, in a couplet, he wrote that any state of being in which a person is unable to benefit others is opposed to taqwa. He also said that all forms of self-projection are against taqwa and that righteousness requires complete humility and meekness of character. Thus, the Prophet Muhammad repeatedly instructed his followers to free themselves from all forms of arrogance, self-promotion, and pride. Certainly, those Ahmadis who have been entrusted with Jamaat responsibilities and whose duty it is to 
ensure the tarbiyat and the well-being of the members of the jamaat can never be successful if they fall prey to arrogance or consider themselves to be superior in any way accordingly all of his bearers must strive to adopt taqwa in every aspect and sphere of their lives for example they must be role model in terms of the worship of allah the almighty they must set the best example of morality and virtue within their homes for their own children to learn from indeed office bearers should seek to ensure that their homes remain peaceful virtuous and heaven of spiritual contentment they should set an example of, fulfill, uh, of uh, fulfilling the right uh, of uh, their spouse and children in terms of dress code every office bearer should set the highest standard of maintaining their modesty and dignity at all times with regards to the injunction of the par- of uh, parda every office bearer should be an example of observing this quranic commandment remember the importance of parda was repeatedly emphasized by prophet sallallahu and i have also spoken about it on many occasions every of his bearers morals and manners must be an example for others to follow every of his bearer should also be an example of maintaining decency truth and dignity at all times when conversing and speaking with others thus all of his bearers should understand that wasting time in entirely meaningless unproductive and useless sittings is harmful and against the teachings of the quran of course on occasion you may gather together and engage in lighthearted talks or discussions and there is no harm in this however you must know that your limits are and understand where to draw the line for example in some gatherings people have have the habit to uh, of speaking ill of others finding fault in them speaking against the nizam-e jamaat or complaining needlessly and without justification this is entirely wrong immoral and against our teachings there the ramifications and consequences of speaking in this way are often very serious and far reaching therefore it is particularly important 
that office bearers remain free from such vices. In a similar vein, taqwa requires the person does not sit in gathering where Allah the Almighty or His Messenger وسلم, are insulted in any way. Indeed, believers should abstain from all gatherings where people are mocked or spoken ill of. For instance, it is completely wrong to re remain present when people speak against one's brother or sister, even if they do not personally take an active part in this discussion. In the sight of Allah, merely to sit silently whilst such discussions are taking place is against the principle of taqwa. The Prophet Muhammad said that those who remain present in such company have an illness in their hearts because if their hearts were pure, they would never choose to remain. In fact, he went as far as saying that a person who listens, uh, who listens silently to such immoral discussions is as guilty as the person who speaks. Just as those people who speak ill of others will be held to account by Allah. So, so will those who remain there and listen. In terms of their responsibilities, one question that often arises in the minds of Hamdi women is how they should balance their jamaat work with their family commitments. For this, I would advise you to discuss this matter with your husbands and take their advice. Together, you can mutually work out a schedule through which you can allocate a proper amount of time for your home and at the same time work out how much time you can dedicate to the Jamaat. In this way, you will be free from any anxiety or concerns that you are neglecting your home or Jamaat duties. If you discuss it with your husbands, as I have suggested, I hope and expect that they will also show under understanding and be happy for you to devote a certain number of hours on weekends or if needed during the week for the Jamaat work. Indeed, if occasionally you are not at home, then your husbands return from work due to your Jamaat work. They should not make an issue of this. Further, you can arrange between yourselves so that at certain times or on particular days, your husbands assist you by looking after the children. Nonetheless, this is not a license to ignore your responsibilities to your family. Never forget 
that, in, that as mothers, your primary duty is to personally ensure the moral training of your children and to raise them according to the teachings of Islam. Thus, as much as possible, you should be at home when your children come back from school. It should not be that outside of your home. You are involved in Lajna work and are amongst those who are considered an example for others. Yet, within the confines of your own four walls, you are failing in your duties of doing the tarbiyat of your own children. Anyway, this Jamaat work and home life balance is something that needs to be handled carefully and wisely so that neither your family relationships are disturbed or negatively affected and nor is your Lajna work. Returning to the importance of Taqwa, the Prophet Islam once said that the very first test of person's faith is Taqwa. Of course, it is expected that office bearers will be those who are strong in faith and so if they fail in this most basic test, then what is left of their faith? The reality is that taqwa automatically leads to a person's faith in increasing and enables them to excel in goodness and virtue and to shun sinful activities. The Prophet Islam also said that bearing religious wisdom was even higher standard of faith than righteousness. But that it was not possible to attain such religious wisdom without first attaining taqwa. Certainly, in order to fulfill your duties, it is necessary for office bearers to display religious wisdom. But before you reach this higher standard, you must first act in accordance with the demands of taqwa. Further, the Prophet said that knowledge is also a means of increasing taqwa. And because righteousness is linked to Allah Himself, and it's necess- it, uh, it is necessary to attain knowledge of Allah the Almighty. Where is such knowledge contained? Of course, the answer is in the Book of Allah, the Holy Quran. Thus, all of His bearers must regularly recite the Holy Quran and seek its knowledge and understanding. You should see what the Quran advocates and what it prohibits and only then will you be in a position to set an example for others to follow. Only then will your words have weight and influence on others. Instead of waiting only for me to take out references from the Holy Quran 
and to instruct you about its commandments. It would be far better if every office bearer, according to their intelligence and capabilities, studied the Quran and sought out its teachings and deeper meanings. If they pursued knowledge of the Quran in this way, they would be in a position to personally act upon its teachings and guide others. This is the way for all of you to become true helpers of Khilafat, to understand your faith, to act upon it, and to inspire others. This is the way for you to fulfill that pledge you have made of being ready to sacrifice everything for the sake of Khilafat Ahmadiyya. Of course, it is the duty of every Ahmadi to be ready for all possible sacrifices in the name of their faith and for the sake of Khilafat. However, this burden falls even heavier upon office bearers. Therefore, it is incumbent upon all of you to serve the Jamaat to the best of your abilities, to seek religious knowledge, and to be ready for whatever sacrifices are required along the way. Furthermore, Taqwa requires that you sincerely strive to fulfill the administrative duties you have been entrusted with. Thus, each Lajna secretary, who wherever they have been appointed and whatever level of the Nizam they are, must understand the importance of their responsibilities. They should consider their position not just as an office, but more importantly, as an obligation and religious duty. For example, the National Sadr has many duties and responsibilities, as do her Naib Sadr's or local Sadr's, as does the General Secretary, the Tabliq Secretary, the Rabia Secretary, Mal Secretary, and indeed every other Secretary. If every office bearer at a national, regional, and local level understand their responsibilities and serve the Jamaat with a true spirit of devotion and dedication, then you will soon come to see with your own eyes a spiritual revolution develop, inshallah. Hence, you should not consider yourselves as office bearers in name alone. Rather, you must seek to understand with fine precision the scope of your duties to the nizam jamaat and to make every possible effort to achieve them. You cannot and should not expect that ordinary Dajna members will listen to everything you say simply because you are office bearers. And nor can you expect to assert your authority over them just because of your position. They will only value your opinion and listen to you when they see that you are role model to them. And when they see that you yourselves are the paragons of virtue 
and humility and you call on them to be. Further, they will only follow and listen to you if you yourselves are entirely obedient to the Nizam-e-Jamaat and if you yourselves prove to be shining example of loyalty and obedience to the institution of khilafat e Thus, you should reflect upon your own standards of obedience and truthfully evaluate if you have personally made every effort to act upon the words and instructions of the Khalifa Waqt, how can you expect Lajna members to follow you and to implement all of your suggested programs if you are failing to follow what your Khalifa has told you and failing to act upon his vision? Therefore, it is imperative that you listen to my Friday sermons each week because my sermons are the means of learning what Khalifa Waqt desires and what his vision for the Jamaat is. If you do not sit down with your own family to listen to the sermons of Khalifa Waqt, then how can you direct others to do so? In each week, there are 168 hours. In seven days, there are 168 hours. And if you are unable to set aside even just one hour to listen to the words of Khalifa al-Waqt, it is a cause of extreme concern. The sermon of Khalifa al-Waqt is the means of means uh, through which the tarbiyat of the jamaat and office bearers is done. It is the means of bringing peace to the homes of Ahmadis. It is for these reasons that each year jamaat spends millions of pounds to fund MTA. Bearing all of this in mind, if our office bearers do not take advantage of this great blessing of Allah, it can only be deemed as shameful and cause of the deepest regret. I have mentioned this because it has come to my attention that there are some office bearers who only read the online summary of my sermon, whilst there are others who listen only on occasion. In other countries where there is time difference of 10 or 11 hours, plus or minus, there are many sincere Ahmadis who listen to my Friday sermons without fear. And whatever I have said, and, uh, and, and share whatever I have said with others. Yet, here in the UK, there are office bearers who do not listen to them even though there is no time difference. Thus, I say again that you should listen to my sermons and take notes from them and assess whether you are fulfilling the, uh, fulfilling the instructions and guidance of Khilafat. 
see if you have fallen prey to those weaknesses weaknesses and sins that Krihava warns against and if so strive to improve and to free yourself from those shortcomings similarly reflect upon your good qualities but rather than becoming proud or satisfied seek to build on them with humility seek to follow whatever guidance khalifa waqt gives you uh, gives and uh, start by ensuring your own homes are a reflection of the true teachings of islam if your home life is virtuous and your family is acting upon the teachings of islam then naturally you and your family will have a positive influence on others however on the other hand if your children are acting against the teachings of islam if they are dressing immodestly if they do not have any religious knowledge if they do not offer their prayers or if they fail to attend jamaat events then you cannot instruct others with any conviction even if you try to your attempts will have no effect and will prove entirely futile as i said earlier your first duty is to do the tarbiyat of your children unquestionably every ahmadi parent has this responsibility to their children but our office bearers should be role models as parents as well and your conscience will guide you if you are fulfilling your responsibilities in this regard sometimes i get complaints that if the attention of an office bearer is drawn to the tarbiyah is drawn to the tarbiyah of their child either by jamaat officials or by the auxiliaries they become defensive and angry this is wrong and not the manner of response expected of an amadi office bearer our office bearers should look truthfully at the state of their own homes the reality is that if all office bearers come to set the best example then more than 70% of lajna members will become spiritually reformed and active members of the jamaat moving forward i also wish to say that all of his bearers should carefully read the lajna constitution because it is filled with the directives and guidance given by hazrat muslim aud rizwan ho when he founded lajna imaila whilst the constitution is for all lajna members it is particularly important for office bearers to read and understand it and most importantly to act upon it especially the first few pages where the instructions are given 
for example, in the Constitution, Muslim Anho has stated that Lajna should join together to enhance the knowledge of one another. He said that at Lajna events or meetings, the topics that are discussed should be stimulating and thought-provoking so that people are naturally interested and drawn to them. He also said that younger members of Lajna and new converts should be encouraged to give presentations on topics of their interest, which can benefit others, while at the same time increase their own knowledge and confidence. As Muslim Aud, Ho also said that Lajna meetings should be a platform for Lajna members to gather together to increase their spirituality and morality. And so it should not be that only trivial things like food or clothing are discussed at your events. He said that women should help and assist one another in their efforts of becoming closer to Allah the Almighty. Thus, you should hold regular religious discussions, seminars, and talks that are conducted in a way that is interesting to people of all ages and backgrounds. Furthermore, every office bearer should manifest the highest standards of love for Allah, the, the Almighty, the Holy Prophet and promised Messiah al-Islam. And they should always seek to increase their bond of love with Khilafat and be truly obedient to this blessed institution. Lajna office bearers must always strive to have the highest standards of patience, courage, and tolerance. Moreover, in terms of your religion, you must not feel any type of embarrassment or hold any inferiority complex regarding any issue or Islamic teaching. Rather, you should be proud of your religion and openly practice and preach its teachings through your words and deeds. Again, this is not exclusive to office bearers, but they certainly have a particular duty to set the best example in this regard. These are all points that are of great importance for office bearers, and you can revise them by reading your constitution. However, the key is that you do not just read and forget them. Rather, that you uh, steadfastly act upon each and every point. I have spoken in some de detail about the importance of taqwa today. And as I said earlier, if all the office bearers heed my words, then the spiritual and moral reformation of at least 70% of Lajna will be done. And thereafter, your effort to motivate the other 30% will also be 
uh, will also bear fruit. If you excel in taqwa, then not only will your majlis go from strength to strength, but you will also reap the rewards of such efforts within your homes, wherein they will become filled with spirituality, contentment, and peace. This is the key to saving our future generations. Remember that to attend a question and answers forum or to take part in an interactive program is not enough. Rather, what follows is what truly matters. Only if you strive to act upon all that has been discussed and go away with the full intention of fulfilling your duties will such events prove worthwhile. Then and only then will you be in a position to safeguard not only yourselves but also those for whom you are responsible and to whom you owe a duty of care. Most importantly, you will be pro uh, protecting the future of the Jamaat by instilling true Islamic values amongst the coming generations. May Allah grant all of you the ability to fulfill your responsibilities in the very best way. May Allah continue to shower his blessings upon Lajna Imala. Ameen. <coughs> Before we offer silent prayer, I would like to ask, I would like to ask, how many Lajna office bearers are here who can't understand English as well? Are you standing up? Are you standing up? Are you standing up? اس کسی کمپلیکس کی ضرورت نہیں ہے میری جو باتیں میں نے کی ہیں وہ یہ ہیں کہ جو عہدے دار ہیں ان کا کام ہے کہ سب سے زیادہ اپنے آپ کو ان تعلیمات کا حصہ بنائیں ان تعلیمات کو سیکھیں جو اللہ تعالیٰ نے قرآن کریم میں ہمیں دی ہیں ایک عہدے دار اپنی لجنا ممبرات کے لیے ایک نمونہ ہونی چاہیے اپنے گھریلو معاملات میں بھی اپنے بچوں کی تربیت میں بھی اپنے لباس میں بھی اپنی روزمرہ کی بول چال میں بھی اپنے پردے میں بھی اپنی عبادات میں بھی نمونہ ہوں گی تو دوسروں پہ اثر پڑے گا اور سب سے بڑی بات یہ ہے کہ اپنے جو آپ کے ذمہ کہ ذمہ جو ذمہ داری لگائی گئی ہے اس کو صحیح طور پر ادا کرنے کے لیے آپ کو اپنے گھروں کو دیکھنا ہوگا یہ نہیں کہ تربیت سیکرٹری باہر جا کے تربیت کر رہی ہو اور اپنے بچوں کا تربیت کا حال برا ہو باہر لوگوں کو تربیت کا کہہ رہی ہو مسجد میں آ کے اجلاس میں تربیت کر رہی ہو اور خود بازار میں حجاب تو علیحدہ رہا بغیر دوپٹہ سر کے سر پہ بغیر دوپٹے کے پھر رہی ہو یہ چیزیں عہدے دار کے لیے اگر اس طرح کے عہدے دار ہوں تو برداشت نہیں کی جا سکتی دوسری بات اہم جو ہے خلاصتاً بیان کر رہا ہوں میں 
کہ خطبات سننے کے بارے میں شکایت ہے کہ باقاعدہ خطبے نہیں سنے جاتے یا انٹرنیٹ پہ اس کا خلاصہ دیکھ لیتی ہیں یا لجنا کی طرف سے جماعت کی طرف سے کوئی خلاصہ چلا جاتا ہے یا بعض اہم پوائنٹ چلے جاتے ہیں ان کو پڑھ کے سمجھتے ہیں ہم نے خطبہ سن لیا یہ صحیح نہیں ہے ہر ایک کا مزاج اور ہے اور لجنا کے آفس جو عہدے دار ہیں وہ بھی ہو سکتا ہے کہ خلاصہ بنانے والی ہیں ان پوائنٹس کا خلاصے میں شامل نہ کر سکیں جو کسی بھی لحاظ سے دوسرے کو متاثر کرنے والا ہو ہر ایک کے اپنے اپنے مزاج کے مطابق کوئی نہ کوئی بات ہوتی ہے اس لیے براہ راست خطبہ سننا چاہیے اگر کینیڈا میں بعض جگہوں پہ چھ گھنٹے کا آٹھ گھنٹے کا فرق ہے انڈونیشیا میں دس گھنٹے کا فرق ہے آسٹریلیا میں اتنا فرق ہے اگر وہ لوگ خطبے سن کے اس کے بعد مجھے لکھ سکتے ہیں اور بہت ساری عورتیں لکھتی ہیں کہ یہ یہ پوائنٹ ہم نے نکالے اور یہ سنا اس طرح اور ایک دفعہ سمجھ نہیں آئی تو دوسری دفعہ سنا تو یہاں یہاں وقت کا فرق بھی نہیں ہے کیوں نہیں آپ لوگ خطبے سن سکتے اور اگر سننے کی عادت ڈالیں گے میں نے خطبے میں بھی کہا تھا ایک دفعہ اور بچوں کے ساتھ بیٹھ کے سنیں گے تبھی گھروں کی تربیت بھی ہوگی اور تبھی آپ لوگ اپنی نسلوں کو مذہب کے لحاظ سے محفوظ کرنے والے بھی ہو سکیں گے بس اس طرف خاص طور پر توجہ دیں صرف عہدے دار بننا کوئی چیز نہیں ہے عہدے دار بننے کے ساتھ اپنی ذمہ داریوں کو سمجھنا بھی ضروری ہے